Currency wars are a lot like Star Wars in that they're all fiction. The only currency that matters is really the euro dollar, not necessarily the dollar. The dollar is just the denomination the euro dollar system uses or primarily uses in order to run the world's global reserve currency system. So if there are currency wars, those usually refer to problems in the euro dollar system that are very much misunderstood. And we've seen some developments in just the last couple days that make us want to pay attention to what those conditions might mean and what they're telling us about everything else, not just the monetary system, but spillover in the financial system, volatility, and the real world economy. Politicians are merely along for the ride here. Governments too, though not many realize that's the case. There's still this pervasive belief that governments are in charge of the world's currencies or even their own local currencies, when in fact, everything is just the other side of the euro dollar. Let's start with an example. Let's go back to September 2010. A fellow by the name of Guido Montiga, or Montega, who was Brazil's finance minister at the time, he was roundly pissed off about what was going on in the United States at Jackson Hole in August of 2010. Ben Bernanke had said, all but confirmed, that the U.S. was going to undertake another round of quantitative easing and currency wars, the finance minister claimed. He even said, we're in the midst of an international currency war. This threatens us because it takes away our competitiveness. The advanced countries are seeking to devalue their currencies. The money printing from the Fed was going to lead to a lower dollar. And the reason the Fed was going to print money to lead to a lower dollar was because they tried to, they wanted to uh, stimulate exports at the expense of everyone else. And the sad thing is, the Fed actually believed that would be one of the effects from QE, but it wasn't. That's really the point here. 2010 and really early 2011 marked the low point for the U.S. dollar exchange value. It has gone higher ever since. And during that period, we rarely ever hear money printing currency war, though occasionally we hear about the dollar going being doomed. But by and large, the U.S. dollar's exchange value goes up. But why is that the case? And the currency war rhetoric has shifted to the other side of the exchange value. Well, if the U.S. dollar is going up, that must mean that whoever's currency is going down against the U.S. dollar, that has to be the currency war there. And I'm speaking of, in particular, that episode, another August, this was August of 2015, if you remember... China's yuan. Sudden devaluation in August 2015. What did that actually mean? Well, if you look it up, they said it was currency war. Beggar thy neighbor. Export stimulus. But the real story behind the yuan's devaluation tells us a lot about what we might expect in August of 2023 because we see a lot of the similarities playing out right before us. But first... I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. I'm going to be having a webinar. It's open to everyone. You have to you have to register at the link uh, in the description. But it's a webinar. It's next Friday, September 1st, 6:30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Apologies to those of you who are outside the United States and around the rest of the world. 6:38 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time was the best that we could do to accommodate most people. But if you want to attend, we're going to go over some stuff that. We can't go over in detail here on YouTube, but we will be able to get to, to do some of our deep dives that we do at, at the Eurodollar University website with our subscriptions. We'll be doing it in a webinar to give you a sense of what 
the research subscriptions are all about and the memberships too. And don't forget about those. We have the memberships and subscriptions that are available. All the information, the webinars at the, at the uh, link in the description below, information about the subscriptions and memberships, that's at our website, eurodollar.university. So we're going to talk about China's yuan today. We also need to make a correction about the foreign direct investment number that I talked about not long ago in a video. Uh, that was, as it turns out, an error. And I'll get to that at the end, at the end of this video here today. I'll give you the right number and what it actually means. But first, we got to talk about August of 2015. For many people, August of 2015 was exactly what Brazil's finance minister in 2010 was thinking. Instead of the U.S. printing money and causing the dollar to go down to stimulate U.S. exports, now we had the Chinese. The Chinese were doing something that nobody really knew or could say. But the, the yuan suddenly went way down, all of a sudden, out of the blue seemingly. It wasn't out of the blue, but out of the blue seemingly. So it must have been China's government, the Chinese communist authorities, were trying to beggar thy neighbor, push the yuan down, CNY down, get it down lower so that exports into China, which were struggling at the time, could, could rebound and boost the rest of the Chinese economy. And if you go in, in mainstream sources at the time, and even today, that's what you hear. Here's, a, here's an, ex an excerpt from Investopedia on the August 2015 episode. The first devaluation marked the most significant drop in 20 years. This is August 10th and 11th of 2015. The move was unexpected. It shouldn't have been. And many believed it was a desperate attempt by China to boost exports in support of an economy that was growing at its slowest rate in decades. However, the PBOC, the PBOC claimed that the devaluation was part of its reforms to move toward a more market-oriented economy. The move had substantial repercussions worldwide. Indeed, they did because it wasn't about stimulating exports and the PBOC was being coy there talking about market-oriented reforms and saying, we tried to keep the currency level at around 621 to the dollar and the market kept wanting to push it lower and lower. But why? What is it that really moves the marketplace here? What is it that really moves the exchange value? It wasn't the, it wasn't the uh, Chinese central bank because remember, they were trying to hold CNY up. It wasn't export stimulus because they wanted a at least stable currency, not one that was tumbling. Which again, raises the question, what is it that really moves these currencies back and forth? And I already told you the answer at the very beginning. It is the euro dollar. Just a couple days after all this took place in August of 2015, I wrote the following. What happens are bank exchanges among and only among various forms of ledgered liabilities. Built using the example from Brazil, because I was talking about, started that article talking about Mr. Montega's currency wars. When Brazilian companies need dollars to engage in foreign trade on both sides, both coming in and receptions for during a sale, Brazilian banks source those dollars via the euro dollar market and then lend them internally, pocketing whatever spread they can find after whatever influences acting wherever. That means the dollars they obtain are euro dollar bank liabilities, typically of small duration. They are synthetically short the dollar. We need to keep this always in mind that the rest of the world is always synthetically short the dollar, the dollar denomination that is provided by euro dollar sources. And the reason we're all synthetically short the dollar is because that's the global reserve medium that everyone uses 
to trade, to transact in financial forms, in everything. It's the intermediating vehicle currency for everyone around the world. You gotta have dollars to participate in the global marketplace. And if dollars are hard to come by and you're synthetically short dollars, it can lead to all sorts of problems. I'm gonna continue here. Mainstream commentary continues to get this one backward as the PBOC is not executing an export stimulus or devaluation, but rather has been forced into disruption by what increasingly looks like a localized dollar run consistent with the same terminus as what broke the SNB and Banco do Brazil and the Central Bank of Russia twice, who all, both of those, all three of those uh, central banks had experienced big problems with their own falling, not rising currencies against a dollar that was rising, not falling. Again, the exchange value is about shortage of dollars and a synthetic dollar short that exists throughout the world. We need dollars. The euro dollar system has to provide them. But since August of 2007, that has become a much more difficult proposition, especially during these periods, which correspond to global economic recessions, global trade recessions, and general uncertainties as to the eventual downside. Risk aversion, fewer dollars, dollar short, it's a huge mess. It's not a currency war except for the euro dollar system. Going back one more time to the article, anyone with eyes can see that the dollar was the problem this whole time. As any recent chart of the yuan dollar exchange blares the obvious intention starting in March of 2015. The yuan simply stopped moving to the point in the last month or so before this week, again, that was August 24, 2015, the variability in daily trading was nearly nil, which is a huge, huge, huge red flag. The PBOC was doing something. What, the, what they were doing specifically remains unclear, still unclear to this day, but it was undoubtedly an attempt to keep the yuan from, as the euro dollar raged through the globe, acting like the real, the ruble, or the franc. In other words, to keep the yuan from falling, to try to maintain stability so as to whatever problem is going on, to hopefully see that problem just magically fix itself, essentially to buy time. Because if we stabilize the currency, we may be, we might be, might be a discouraging speculators from continuing to short the yuan, which is never really the problem, but that's the theory. But by keeping the yuan stable or any currency stable against the rampaging euro dollar, Hopefully, we just buy enough time that whatever's going wrong in the euro dollar system can fix itself and we can all move on and get back on with our commercial and financial business. But it never seems to work out that way. As we know very well from the conditions that we see, especially in the dollar system, especially as they relate to Asia and especially China and the yuan right now today. It's worth pointing out before we get into today that in this episode in August of 2015, there were no Fed rate hikes. Now there was, there was expectations for rate hikes and there would be a single rate hike in December of 2015, but there were no really rate, there really weren't any rate hikes in 2015. That was, that was not the reason why dollars were in short supply. The Fed wasn't tightening monetary policy. The Euro dollar system was looking at the global economy, specifically China and Asia. Uh, some of the financial considerations in China and saying, no, there's no reason to continue. I need to. I need a substantial premium, premium in order to continue to provide dollars to these more increasingly risky uh, 
countries and economies and financial opportunities around the world. That's the dollar exchange value in a nutshell, oversimplifying that when dollars become, when risk dollar providers become risk averse, they ask for more return in order to provide their dollars. And that return is the exchange value. That's exactly what we've seen over the last couple of years where there have been Fed rate hikes and the tightening in the Euro dollar system has been widely attributed to the Federal Reserve because of course it has. That's again, another mis misperception and misconception about how the global monetary system works. Just like there are no currency wars, we don't need rate hikes for real money tightening. But if there's a correlation, of course, the mainstream is gonna always associate one with the other. Now last fall, the Chinese said, for whatever reason, 730 to the dollar, they don't want CNY to go below 730. Just like in August, or actually from April and May and June and July and into August of 2015, the, the Chinese authorities didn't want CNY to go below 621. They kind of just pick out a number and say, this is our line in the sand. And that 730 mark was triggered again just recently, triggered again back in June when CNY started to get down 730 again. Suddenly the PBOC took interest and began to fix the daily midpoint or central parity, which we've talked about in recent videos. They started to fix that stronger to try to, through nothing more than moral suasion, to try to talk CNY higher. Again, because it's not about currency wars. It's not about beggar thy neighbor. This is not devaluation or export stimulus. The PBOC wants the currency to go up, to at least be stable. They don't want it to fall further because there's only bad things with it falling further. What's important, what I really want to focus on after all this background is the last week or so, going back to, uh, to August, of, August 17th, which was what, last uh, Thursday? Last Thursday, the 17th, and when you when you put up the chart, especially the intraday chart for CNY, what you see is quite dramatic. You can see not just CNY's daily fix going higher, but on the chart, on the intraday chart, you can see China's commercial banks and how active they are on behalf of the PBOC, trying to move the yuan higher by supplying dollars that the euro dollar market is making more and more expensive. That's what the Chinese commercial banks are doing. They're not selling dollars. They're borrowing them through swaps markets and redistributing and relending in the local currency markets, whether onshore or offshore. And you can, again, over the last week, you can see a major, major effort on the part of China's commercials, which tells us something important about what must be going on in, inside the hidden euro dollar system in that, in over the last week or so, how the escalating problems that are causing this, mass, this really massive response on the part of authorities combined with the commercial banking system. Now, there's a number of reasons why it's uh, 730 to the dollar. The Chinese authorities have simply picked that out. But also the BRICS summit, too. I sincerely doubt that Xi Jinping wants to attend the summit with Western headlines all around the world blaring China's currency the weakest in 15 and a half years. So... There's some politics involved with it. There's some major effort going on. Big time an intervention from China's commercials. The PBOC still having enormous problems stabilizing the currency again, which tells us something about the overall global dollar environment and the risk aversion that is being traded in these currency markets. But that's not the end of it. 
yesterday and today, and again, today is, uh, in case I haven't said it, today is Friday, August 25th when I'm recording this, Friday, August 25th, and yesterday, August 24th, there's been another change. And you can see it very clearly on this intraday, intraday chart where suddenly there's not a whole lot of variation in the daily trading of CNY here either. Now, it's only a day and a half at this point because it's Friday afternoon when I'm recording this, but that looks a little bit too much like August, well, before August of 2015. It looks a lot like the early days in March and April of 2015. Now, again, just the two days, maybe things change over the next couple of days, but then it might represent another increasing escalation in China's war against the euro dollar. It's a very different sort of currency war than the one that you're all told about. And if that is the case, again, that represents another step, another escalation in the dollar funding environment, which as we head towards September, doesn't look all that great. Risk aversion and everything else. And one reason why, to finish this up, Let's talk about the foreign direct investment number. I mentioned this uh, about a week ago. FDI, according to a third-party data source that I got, looked catastrophically bad for the month of July. The accumulated total actually fell from June, but no, my uh, my intuition was did prove correct that it was an error, not that anyone notified me or anyone for that matter. We don't know if the mistake was the China's Ministry of Commerce or whether it was from the data provider itself. But either way, the new number is 1.118 trillion RMB rather than the 766.7 billion, which is obviously a big difference there. But even so, it doesn't change the overall picture. It doesn't change the overall uh, condition of foreign direct investment. It merely goes from potentially catastrophic uh, foreigners fleeing from China in in July to now just merely as bad as we were as as we were thinking before because when you see in the corrected chart foreign direct investment is still rising but it's much less than it was than it had been in the year before there is no currency war currency wars are fiction there's only the euro dollar and if we're talking about currency wars whether one side or the other that means there's something going wrong in the euro dollar and we look specifically at China's yuan we can get some good information, though it's not direct information, but good inter information. Because remember, as Investopedia, the only part they got right about August 2015 is that the repercussions of all of this will be felt around the world. If you want to see that video I did on China's foreign direct investment, check out the link below me. As always, I thank you very much for joining me. Huge thank you, Eurodollar University subscribers and our Eurodollar University members. And until next time. Take care.